Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Rookie Smith with the Rookie Smith Show, joined by my co-op, my co-host, Benny, my army buddy and friend. What's up, Benny? How you doing tonight? I'm good, I'm good, man. How about yourself? Pretty good, man. Um glad to let's go ahead and close out on the uh the Kanye chapter or the the third episode. We're gonna talk about that today and kinda try to find some business acumen in there as well. So go ahead and get started. Uh, is there anything you want to add before we get started? Or any questions? Anything you want to add to that? No, no, no. We can just get right into it, man. Okay. Alrighty. I just had it pulled up on my person. But I, I, <laughs> oh. I will say, like, just, just off rip, with it closing out, man, how, how did you feel about the overall series? The overall series, I mean, I mean, at this point, it was supposed to be a documentary, and it was exactly that. It was a documentary uh, showcasing Kanye from his beginning. I want to almost say from his rise to his fall, but he hasn't quite fell off completely yet. He's still, yeah. he's still relevant, and he's he's got a lot of uh, things to work through. And actually, you know, I mean, when I say there's not a lot of business stuff in there, it, it is some stuff in there that you need to talk about. Because it's about your emotional um, intelligence, mm. and he right now he's not showing a lot of it in a lot of things he does. I mean, actually, a lot of this over the years he had a lot, a lot of outbursts. He didn't speak with clarity, where uh, you know to get his message across, and you know I don't know what's going on with him. I mean, it could have been just loss of his uh, mother, mm. or he could have some other deeper issues or stuff going on. But a lot of the Emotional intelligence wasn't there, and then that's where a lot of people. I mean, that I've dealt with in my my lifetime, even to me, and to include myself. There's been times when I was like, "Oh, dude," you know, I'll go back and look at it and say, "Oh man, I didn't handle that the way I should have. I didn't, you know, emotionally handle it the way I should have." Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not pointing just fingers at him; I can point it back at myself as well. You know, my you know my my doubt, you know, my faults at the time. But but it it's the growth part of learning that. And understanding that is what really happens. Now, that's one thing I want to hope he, he does is he learns from what's going on in his life, and uh, one more so because that man has children. That's the that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing that I'm worried about for him. And because if uh, if he keeps going on the way he does, he's going to lose access to his kids, and then he's going to fall off even more so. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the, the scariest thing for him. I mean, I'm, I hope. I mean, I hope pray for the man. I mean, he hope it doesn't go go that way. I was like, I wish I could reach out and tell him, like, look, man, chill for a minute, man. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. You thought the you thought the woman was gonna be there for the rest of your life, but and you know, like at the same time, had he, I think if he kept himself a little humble, mm-hmm. I don't think he would have as many as problems as he had. But then again, it, it goes back to emotional intelligence, man. It takes a lot to kind of hold it all together, especially when in the Hollywood world where they want you to be entertain it all the time and everything so i don't hope that's for him so yeah. but what about yourself what do you what did you take from the uh the entire series um yeah very very similar um you know you, you hit on some great points there man like you know the the emotional intelligence aspect of it um i i i i walked into the documentary not knowing exactly what to expect um obviously it was going to be a story of of Kanye West I kind of had an idea of how the documentary was going to end uh, because of the the turmoil that is communicated in the news and in the media about him so um, you know not to say that his story has ended but you know I knew how to doc you know I kind of had a feeling how the documentary was going to end but what I felt was was probably the most beneficial aspect of it professionally, I think, is um, the 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 evaluation of the ego. I think I think that, that that's like number one, and and I you know I I I know I know that my ego was a factor, you know. In, in my career, uh, throughout my life, to you know, to be you know, candid about it, I, I think 
my ego uh, was and and has been uh, something that has been it hasn't been necessarily a bad thing because because it, it I, I have used it similar to, to Kanye West is is you know you 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 have this ability or you have a skill that you you believe in yourself you know and it's something that you know you can do well and and maybe you need to you know tweak it maybe you need to develop it you know and not necessarily go off your natural talent and I think he he it was communicated in the film you know even in the first episode you know where he learned um, mixing and where he learned uh, rapping and 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 you know he had that learning mentality being around Jay-Z and being around Puffy and being around all of these people that he looked up to so you 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 did see a level of humbleness um, you know in his in, in the early videos and and you know I can mm -hmm. say that that level too that that level mindset was also a time that to me he put out some of his greatest work you know talented but hungry to learn hungry to develop and i and i i view that as being humble and then you know i think um you know that the ego uh rose and the, the, i i don't know if he was as equally humble or or put himself in a in a position where he's 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 able to take in from other people and and be in a in a in a student position and uh, you know the ego prevents that you know you 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 have these accolades you have these trophies you have all of these 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 things that justify the ego but I, you know, it makes me go right back to what his mom said. You know, you look in the mirror. You know, a giant, the giant, uh, looks in the mirror and sees nothing. You know, um, you know that 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 saying, man, it just resonated with me. As far as, yeah, man, as your career progresses, as you develop, as you become the the subject matter expert in whatever field you in. You still have to maintain um, a humble mindset and man I have heard that you know it's been said to me on a couple occasions too um, you know just that you know hey you you you, you have skills you have this you, you have this talent but remember to stay humble remember remember that and I think the the the, the documentary goes and operates as a cautionary tale more than anything I think it's it's I don't watch it and see a tragedy I wa I watch it and I see a cautionary tale I see warning signs I see a reminder of how I can also fall down the same traps I can also make the same flaws I I don't see the the behavior of Kanye West so far distant from my own and and that's I, I think that that's the benefit of the series is to is to recognize that you know instead of pointing the finger at him to recognize that you may have a little Kanye West in you too you know especially if you are a person that you are talented in some shape form or fashion and your talent is is used in your profession you 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 you're making a living out of it you're incorporating your talent and that can be you in the military that could be you working at mcdonald's that could be you working in the in the corporate uh, realm that can that can that can be anywhere because it just depends on the talent that you have but it's still the cautionary tale of that ego you know so that's that's how i kind of felt about it you know well speaking of ego uh, I don't know. Well, the one part of the documentary where Ron Fest and him kind of had words regarding about genius, mm -hmm. his genius level, and that was <laughs> what I, I thought about it was like Ron Fest, Ron Fest was right on when he said he was like, 
you can't call yourself a genius, man. Other people got to call you a genius. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like, that, that was, like, him being really egotistical and uh, narcissist. Like, yes, you're really good at it, but let somebody else call it genius. Genius is, it's like, you can say I'm doing genius-level things. Yes, that's, that's, that's fine to say, but the, this is safe, straight up say I'm a genius. That's kind of, like... Giving yourself your own idea. <laughs> it's like, mm. hey, I'm, I'm a genius. Like, like take it down a notch, big guy. You know, let, let somebody else call you a genius. And, you know, it's funny. I actually had uh, words with somebody, some random person talking about Kanye West online. And, and it was way before this. This is just this, this so random. Thing. He, he, the guy was basically was all about Kanye. He was like, he's a genius and this and the third. I'm like, no, he's just really good at mastering what his craft is. I said, he's really, he's a really great programmer. He's a really good, uh, you know, it's guys that are better than him. He's just really good at it at what he does. I say, like, later when I drop my book, The Cheat Code, but <laughs> it's an early promo. This is my book, my book in the future, The Cheat, the cheat Code. Basically, he found a cheat code for producing at an early age, and it became easy to him. You know that that's with anybody. This is like with a video game. You fi- you figure it out the little cheat code for Contra, up up down down left right left right B A B A start select. <laughs> Guess what? Now you can finally beat Contra. You know, and it's it's nothing for you to beat Contra now. So he basically figured out the, the cheat code for what he was doing, and a lot of people. You know, whether it's, you know, uh, someone who's a, a great, you know, uh, speech maker, you know, they figure out the, the things that make, you know, successful speech. That's a cheat code. That's all it is. You know, you figure <laughs> that's the cheat code. Like, you know, uh, a uh, chef, he figures out how to make the perfect meal with the first perfect test. So everybody can make that, try to make or attempt to make that same meal. But the person who does it the best figured out the cheat code. That's all it is. So he just he just found that out and was able to really work that angle really well. And then um, what happened after that? Uh, and then it started going. What, what you had something? There? Yeah, I, I wanted to, to add to the to the rhyme fest um, um, discussion he had at the beginning of the second. I mean, not the second, but the third episode. So mm-hmm. you know, rhyme fest said something. And you alluded to it. So, uh, who are you to call yourself a genius? That's for someone else to do that. That's for somebody else to call you a genius. That's not for you to do that. Mm-hmm. And and you know what that made me think of? It made me think of NCOERs mm-hmm. getting getting ratings. And 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 I remember. Uh, times where I had leadership that would tell me, hey man, go ahead and get started on your NCOER and then send it up to me, I'll review it and, and, and everything. And and um and and I tell you man, I, I, I always felt some kind of way about that. You know, I knew that wasn't how it was supposed to go, but I found it I found it surprising that it was it was it was happening so often that 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 you know as you moved up the ranks you and you even get told this you know you write your own ncoer yeah but it's like ryan fest said it's it's not who, who am i to say i'm great yeah that's for that's for you as my leader yeah that's that's you as my supervisor that's you as my commander to tell me that mm-hmm. and so that I can I can uh, uh, develop and grow and and I and you know it's it's a it's a it's a huge disservice yeah. to someone's development to not provide that information to them yeah. and for whatever reason it doesn't happen you know um, maybe you are you know you in a leadership position you might have a lot of things are already on your plate. Um, you may have failed to take notes of everything that that person has done, or you may even, you know, look at it from this perspective. Look, I, if I miss something, 
you know, I got some notes, but maybe I missed something. So let, you know, you go ahead, get it started. You know, tell me the key things that you feel like you've, you've accomplished and let's go from there. But again, you know, you're putting someone in the, in the, in the position and some people I think have accepted this, you know what, I, I'm going to be the one to write my best NCOER. So I don't have a problem with it because I'm going to put some stuff in there that I, I'm, I'm, I'm the best. But I think it sets you up for failure, though, because if you get comfortable being your, your, your biggest fan, you, you could miss the development that you really need to undergo, you know, and, and, and that, that's, that's important, man. I think that's just, that's just needed. You need to know you're not perfect. You need to know well, that you're flawed. Yeah. And to add to that, I think uh, it can work um, if it's done right. Hmm. What should have happened, like you said, you as an individual, you want to know how you develop. Hmm. But, you know, if it's done right, the leader is supposed to give you monthly or quarterly counseling mm-hmm. leading up to that to that point. You get you as the individual could actually go back. Let me see all my did I you know you're supposed to set a goal each quarter or each month. Like this is the goal I want you to do. Did you achieve it or did you overachieve it? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be able to look at it like yes. I, not only did I achieve the goal set for for me, I also did included this that's when it kind of goes back to right now i actually I, in a sense i kind of was against it but now i kind of look back at it and say you know what i get it too but they don't it's a lot of nco or excuse me it's a lot of senior leadership that don't explain it mm-hmm. like it needs to be explained and, and i had to think about it think about it think about it because we actually talked about this recently mm-hmm. so i was like hold on it actually is supposed to work like that because if you sit down quarterly and then or monthly and getting like hey this is your goals that you achieve man and then you move on up to that point throughout the year you as an individual it's called self-development mm-hmm. you as an individual should know what you did and what you did if you fell short or you overachieved it if the counseling and you're saying if the counseling is done appropriately then you should know right because if, exactly. if you're having those quarterly counselings Mm-hmm. there it is you know hey yeah. this is what happened over the past 90 days um you know here's some areas that i want you to focus on so now a person isn't surprised you know when their yearly counseling or their your their their evaluation comes up you know and 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 you know what man i you know talked to my wife about it uh you know she's in a position of leadership and she has to evaluate people mm-hmm. and um and uh, uh, she's been evaluated, and you know I, I've I've heard her come home, <laughs> you know, mad about her evaluation too. And it's like you know, her her you know she felt like her supervisor waited until the last minute, you know, to to, to then provide her with you know guidance here and guidance there. And it's like you know you could have gave me this a long time ago so that I could I could be prepared for that and you know yeah you know and i i don't know i don't know what i I guess everyone has different barriers as to why this isn't happening but it's not happening in a lot of industries that have evaluation systems It's, it's still not occurring the way it's supposed to yeah well, I, I think the reason why they got away from it so much so, mm-hmm. because imagine if you constantly get evaluations and you falling short of it. Imagine mm-hmm. you're still working, you get the job done, but you're falling short of it. It could be means to terminate you too. Yeah. So you don't want to have too many, you know, terminations, especially in a right to work state. Oh my goodness, you get fired, but it's like, hey, you just don't fit in. You know, <laughs> now we got a whole bunch of right, you know, write ups on you too. Not necessarily, necessarily negative write ups, but just something showing that you've fallen short of the goals. Yeah. yeah. Although you're a good person, you're a great person when you come to work, you get something there, and you're just falling short of what we need. Mm-hmm. So it makes it easy for some somebody to fire you too. So it's a, it's a fine line. 
because that's that's the thing about it. It's a fine line. You want to develop your your team, but at the same time, it can also be a stressor for the people on your team, especially if you you're not performing well or you're not good at taking constructive criticism either too. That's, that's another thing too. You gotta realize we as soldiers, we understand sitting down and taking. You know, that's part of our development. You take somebody that's never had that before, and it that constructive criticism, they they could be like a uh, major stressor. Like, oh my god, I'm the worst thing on the planet. You know what I'm saying? It might be way too much for them. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think you know, and th- that's probably one of the challenges that we have. Um, you know, when you sit down and you talk to people, when we get into deep conversations about, like, let's say, parenting. As uh, uh, military personnel, male or female, and you know, the the army provides, or the military in general provides, um, you know, that outline of structure. The, the essentially, you know, as a parent, you have a responsibility to teach your kids. You have yeah, a responsibility sir. to raise them. You know what I mean? You just don't have them and throw them out there, you know, to the world. I mean, you you have a responsibility to to instill in them at least the basic skills to keep them alive, right? And so, um, you know, going getting getting to what you're what you're saying about you know some people um, can't take constructive criticism, and sometimes we take that behavior that we learned in the army, which is, you know, sometimes, you know, it's, it's not about your feelings. You know, it's, this, is, this is what needs to be improved. And, um, you know, it, it does take a certain type of individual to be able to hear that, to take that in and, 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 and use, it, use that information constructively. But, you know, um, you know I guess that, that, that involves tact on your part as the one that's providing that information, you know, I, I, I'll be the first to admit I'm not always so tactful, <laughs> but um, the point I'm trying to get to is, you know, developing your loved ones, developing your children, and maybe they have that same disposition where criticism cuts them to the core. You know what I mean? And so, you know, you're trying to just tell them how to do something or you're trying to provide the guidance. You know, you're trying to fulfill your responsibility of within the role that you you are in. Um, but you, you may have a you may have a child that has that same temperament. So then, you know, same same way that you might be dealing with a soldier that has that temperament. You know, just just because somebody goes through basic training and they go through, you know, the conditioning process of being a soldier doesn't mean that all of who they are is wiped away. It doesn't mean that their temperament goes away. So they still may have that same um, delicate temperament, that criticism. You know, they, 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 they'll, what is, who, who, who? You know, okay, okay, okay. I'm listening. You know, I'm I'm okaying you so that you can just get out my face. You know what I mean? But as soon as you leave, I'm gonna go back to doing what the hell I was doing before. And so then, which creates a bigger problem when you, as the leader, you see that because as soon as you turn around and you see that your soldier doing exactly what you told him not to do, <laughs> and you thought that you provided the the constructive criticism, the proper guidance, the proper leadership to correct the the, the the situation, but yet no, it's it's still going on. Um, you know, maintain intact, maintaining your professional bearing, um, your military bearing to keep moving forward. Man, I guess it can it can be it can be tiring, you know, it can be tiring. Especially but, uh, a large group of people that you have to. That's another thing you when you gotta take into consideration too, the number of people that that leader has to not just military, but yeah. In general, that that I mean people that that individual has to actually lead. Mm-hmm. You know, does it you know, how many people have to report to them? 
and to think about it, you know, military is kind of weird, or even more so when, uh, like, as we were recruiters, like, typically at a, uh, you know, a general regular army unit, you know, you have your platoon sergeant, and then you have your squad leaders, and platoon sergeant only has to counsel the, the squad leaders. Whereas the, well, the, uh, like as a section commander, I had no squad leaders. It was just me, <laughs> you know. I just had this, you know. I, you know, it was basically like I had a squad, or, or it was it was a platoon size element, but it was basically like a big squad too at the same time. So that that was a little different. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, you can really it's really easy to to uh, what's the word? It's really easy to uh, lead when you have subordinate leaders. Cause you basically gonna grade them and how their their team is performing. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean it's, it's really easy to do that. And so it's like, hey, I just gotta look at how their team teams perform. Are they able to accomplish the missions that I've set for or the goals I set for them? So you know that that, that makes for the perfect segue back into the into the documentary. Cause look, yeah. so what what you what you just mentioned there is as a as a. Back then, it was called station commander. Ain't, ain't there's no telling what it's called now or center leader. Uh, but you did notice that, like at the the level of leadership that you were in at that time, um, the equivalent rank or the the equivalent position in the mainstream army had a counterpart. You know, so you know you 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 were essentially a platoon leader, and a platoon leader. As a as as a platoon, you know the the the, the platoon sergeant. So right. there's a team effort going on there, and when you don't have, you know, you know, um, your right hand man or woman, so to speak, um, there, everything falls on you. And so, you know, now let's take that to take take that. Now now we looking at Kanye West's mother, mm -hmm. right? And uh, one of the things that I, I saw there, she essentially was a single mother that mm -hmm. was trying to raise her son to stay alive in, in, in Chicago. Yes, in sir. Chicago, man. And, mm -hmm. and so, you know, um, it, 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 I had to infer this, but it seemed as though she, she, she knew she had to use whatever resources she had. So um, I, it seems as though she encouraged him to learn from the men that was in the community. Basically, you know, even though she didn't have a father figure within the household, she knew that there were still father figures in the community. And mm. so the village helped raise him. So that's where he learned his skills in, in hip hop. Yeah. He learned his skills in producing. And, um, you know, when, when you are the only leader, you know, you you have to use whatever resources you can. So, you know, I, 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 I think I empathize with his mom um, in her attempt to try to raise her son to stay alive, to 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 focus on encouraging him to use his talents to 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 stay alive. You, you know, you got something in you. You got something in you that once the world sees it, man, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be rich. And f Maybe she didn't use these exact words, but um, um, whatever she instilled in him, I think it's, 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 it's obvious that she instilled in him a sense that he has something in him. He has mm -hmm. a talent. He had a skill that he could, could survive off of. He could yeah. make a, a, a life for himself. And he just needed to hone that skill. He needed to, he needed the the world to hear it. And she provided that level of confidence that you know I, I think we see the evidence of it. Yeah, I mean, and the great thing too. I mean, I think it's for anybody, him, her, or whatever. It's uh, when you have somebody that's positively backing up your passion, mm -hmm. that makes you drop go even harder. You know, that makes you want to do it even more you know you have somebody like kind of you can do it yeah that's what you do with your kids you know you do that with your you know your friends you know 
or your your siblings or whatever. You know, you can do it. You know, don't give up. You know, you can do it. Absolutely. Or give them a pat on give them that pat on the back when they do something really great. It's like, hey man, look at this. Look what look what you did. You you created something great. You know, give them some uh, affirmations and and uh, you know, point them in the continue to point them in the right direction. Don't let them fall off. Like, hey, you were doing this. Don't don't stop doing it, man. Stay with it. So, you know, so that's what he got a lot of from his mother. And I saw that immediately. I was like, oh, my goodness. I was like, this woman gives him life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, you know like doing that. what he wants. Yeah, she gave him life. Yeah. And more than one way, she gave him life. And virtually, he gave him life as in, you know, you know uh, giving him that positive uh, backing that he needed to be professional. I mean, being professional, being yeah, professional in his uh, job or learning his, his craft really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like something. that. I like yeah. that. She gave him life. Yeah. Yeah. Twice. At least twice. <laughs> yeah. I like that. And then actually, she's even done it again because his two projects been done. His, his name is Clothing Line after her. Or quote, he, if you paid attention to it, I did actually. I didn't realize he named his first Clothing Line Donda as well. And then you figure his two albums he's had so. You know, she continued to give him life after, even after her, her passing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I didn't know that so, either. So that that's a, that was the takeaway I, I learned. I was like, oh, I didn't know it. Cause when I heard it, I was like, they didn't say doctor <laughs> for his clothing line. I'm like, for the clothing line, I'm like, what is that? Yeah, but yeah, one of his clothing lines was called Doctor, and then because uh, the, I guess it's like one of the news. Companies or they were doing an interview or an article on them or a piece on them. They were like, yeah, you know, they announced his clothing line and said it was called Donda. I was like, oh, that's cool. So, what are the good, cool takeaways that you get away from that that uh, episode? Well, you know, um, you had mentioned this. Uh, <laughs> it got kind of cringy, cringy. So you know, it, oh it, yeah, <laughs> it had uh, its moments. Like, oh god, man, <laughs> what yeah. are you doing? And and uh, um, you know, I think it 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 alludes to the importance of mental health, man. And you know, that that is important. That's important in all aspects of your life, man. You you know. To take the time, no matter what career field you're in, no matter what you're doing, um, to take the time to make sure that your mental health is is taken care of. And and I'm noticing um, over the years, they, the, the the community has gotten better at focusing on that. Um, it's I think the the stigma of seeking help is dwindling. Um, um, and and I and I think that that's a that's that's a that's a good thing, but not just that it's inspiring, because I think, you know, when we're able to, to to, again look at ourselves in a holistic approach or or help ourselves in a holistic approach, we have the ability, you know, it, to 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 change so much of our lives. Because let's look at it in the opposite sense, you know you. And we've seen this in the in the in the military. Great soldiers, you know. Anything you need them to do, they're there. Um, they take the initiative. Um, you know, great potential. You see it in them. But something at home is not right. And and it, and it just seems like overnight they go from superstar to just like a problem child. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's like you know what happened, and 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 what it is 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 you know your personal life because it's 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 really hitting you to your core. It's really affecting you to to your core. That's it's going to exhibit itself. It's going to show itself in other areas of your life because separating your 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 home life from your professional life, it it looks good on paper. But in practicality, man, it, it, there's a show that shows that too. Um, it's a new show on on 
uh, Apple TV uh, called Severance, where the gist of it, uh, people voluntarily w go in and they get implanted with this, this chip in their brain, which shuts off their personal life when they come to work. Like the moment they step into the office, the chip programs them that the only thing that they know is like their name. And so they have, they, they can't remember a ch their childhood, right? They can't remember their personal life at all. Like they, they leave work. They're there for eight hours. They leave work. But soon as soon as they walk out the door, the chip turns off. And so they only remember walking in the door. So literally, it's, it's eight hours of their life that is separated, uh, that is detached from them. So they only live a personal life and they only live a work life. It's two lives going on. And, I, and the show is really diving into, uh, I, I think they're, they're, they're bringing up some great points on the practicality of the idea of separating work from home. And it's like, eh, can you really do it? Can you? You know, and I don't know, man. I, I, I don't, I don't, I think some people are, are better at it. Like, <clears throat> You, 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 I think they're better at hiding their emotions mm -hmm. than being effective at balancing work and personal yeah, work life. Balance. Yeah. yeah, work life balance is actually very, <laughs> very uh, complicated because life, life happens whether you want it to happen, <laughs> the way you want it to or not. Yeah. You know, like, uh, for example, today. We were supposed to just, uh, you know, record earlier. Life happened to me today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it changed, you know, something happened. And, uh, you know, it's so funny. We were talking about how, you know, you have a stellar soldier. And uh, and then work or excuse me, their home life kind of brings havoc to them. We both know one soldier that we've dealt with personally. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to put his name out there, but <laughs> let's just say he was your tenant at one time. He fits that. He fits that to the T. Yeah. What you, what you, exactly what you're saying right there. That's how I was like, mm. yeah. you know, never had any issues out of them, and then that, that happened. I was like, oh wow. Yeah. But, yeah. So that was uh, that was uh, one excellent example of you know how life happens, no matter how well you know you want to perform and do the right thing. Something's always gonna throw that monkey wrench in your world to get you off your game and make you lose focus on what's important. <laughs> Which actually goes back to to Kanye West too, because you know after his mom died, we we all recognized that we had a different Kanye. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. And so his personal life was impacted. But see, the thing was, is that his personal life was already intertwined with his professional life. His, his mother was already, uh, she was his manager. But beyond, even if she wasn't his manager, she still held the, the position of his greatest fan. You know, mm -hmm. and, and, and that the level of encouragement that she gave him I think resonated in, in his music and, and without her I think his his music took an almost instant dark tone um, because I think the first album after she passed was 808 and Heartbreaks and, they, he, and, and that wasn't even mentioned in the documentary yeah. but you know what that is weird. They didn't talk about that. Record. They didn't or talk that about that album. They did all. not talk <laughs> about that album. And that album, you know, it was it was one of my favorites. But you know, I I, I think I think it was the the reason why it was one of my favorites because during that time I was going through my own turmoil, and 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 you can hear the emotion in that album. Now it's 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 it's, it's an acquired taste. 
it's it's definitely I I felt like you you got some of his mourning in there like you you hear it you hear it it's it's some mourning there um, but essentially what I'm what I'm pointing to is how it, it is his his personal life that is affecting his music it, it, and and that's artists typically across the board though you know um i hope this this <laughs> i hope this isn't wrong to say but it, it, i know people have said it you know like uh mary j blige it was it was it was i've heard the saying before and and you know, I've, I've said it myself man it's not until she really goes through something that she puts out a, a fantastic album you know what i mean it's like when 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 she's going through pain, you hear it in her music, and it's like, man, it's great music right there. Um, that it seems as though that works with artists, but it's it seems to have. Well, you know what? I I don't know. I, I was gonna say it seems to have an opposite effect in a professional life or a professional uh, manner, but I don't know. Let's say let's say someone loses someone close to him um say a gentleman a, a husband loses his wife right um in an accident he's obviously going through pain um what if he takes that pain and then he dives into his work you know um he he uses his 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 work life to help coach him through his pain you know I think that's possible I think it's possible to to bury yourself in your work not totally but just so that you might have to put the pain on the shelf just for a minute because you just can't deal with it head on at yeah. this moment yeah. you know I mean, what I mean yeah. not to just not to forget it not to forget it no. but just to put it on the shelf just for a moment so that in you functioning yeah. effectively, you you doing something you're good at. Matter of fact, you're developing yourself. You're educating yourself. You're you're working on something. You're you're working through your stress. I can see how that can be beneficial, you know. And then when it's time to deal with your sorrow, when it's time to mourn, be able to do that too. You know, pull pull that pull that off the shelf and you know take a little time to deal with that and you know losing my father last year man that's the approach I've taken you know that's what that that's what has motivated me to to start my company to get Arden Stewart up and going and that has motivated us to come together and get this podcast going too you know and you know um I'm I'm still mourning, I'm still mourning, I am, but I'm also motivated uh, in the fact that I I do similar to what Kanye West had said. I think he was on stage like what a week after his mom died. I think he was touring within a week or something. And he was, and uh, but he went on a rant on stage though. And, and said, you know, his mother, what she would want him to do is to is, is to is to work, is to is to do what he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, and I can say personally, I believe my father would have wanted me to, uh, you know, keep moving. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we we the thing is is like you know, my father passed the cancer, so um, we had time to talk. We had we had time to talk about things and and there were some things I wanted to discuss. I wanted to I wanted to know what was what was important. I wanted to know um, what mattered, and I think um, that was that was necessary to be in a position now to 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 keep moving forward and to keep moving forward in the faith, knowing. This is what he would have wanted. You know what I mean? And I think 
I think uh, now Kanye's situation was was unexpected. You know, the death of his mother was an unexpected thing. Um, but I but I, I I believe that he he was he he did operate in a sense of what his mother wanted him to do. You know what I mean? But I also think too that his mother loved him enough that she also wanted him to heal properly as well. You know, so I, I, I don't know I don't know if that occurred, you know. And and then, you know, right now being in the midst of my own mourning, uh, I think I'm gonna have to revisit that in a couple of years myself before I can say um whether or not even I am taking the right approach, you know what I mean? I I, I can I can tell you I feel I feel better. I feel better. You know? I, I am thankful I have something to pour my energy into. Um, so I guess that this is the flip side of it, right? The flip side of your personal life when something happens devastating in your personal life and and that that devastation acts as motivation. It acts as fuel to to keep you moving forward. And, you know, they didn't mention the album, but that 808 and Heartbreaks was one of my favorite albums from him. Um, and then the one that followed that, it grew on me. It grew on me, but the, um, what is it, my Dark Twisted Fantasy? Is that yeah. what that was? Yeah, that's the one that had Power on. Or um, Black Skin Head. It's funny you say <laughs> it was actually I, at the at that time when he made those music or that music to me he, I, he was personally I was like I still you know I really appreciated who he was as an individual and I I, I kind of agree with a lot of the things he was saying like the one interview it's like hey it was in this last uh, episode too it was like. Um, is it all right for me to come? You know, he's like, I call myself a guy. Said, in, you know, in the interview, he was like, so because as a black man, I can't call myself a guy, you know, but it'd be all right if I call myself a, a nigga, a killer, a th-, you know, he went on and got, said some negative things about, you know, Howard Jewelry uh, typecast as black people or not. So he was like, so for me to say that, that's appalling to you. You know, he said that when he said that, I was like, I was kind of like a big fan of him when he said that. I'm like, I'm, we more than those negative things. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's funny. It was well, not funny, but <clears throat> coincidental. We're talking about this now because I was just recently talking to my neighbor about you know some of the movies and shows that we're in. You know, at first I was like all about that. What's up, that show? Uh, Snowfall about the crack era how it started I'm like oh man it's how it started it's, you know you know that's about it's kind of cool American gangsters the empires the powers the things of the nature wire and all that stuff I'm like you know what I'm tired of seeing that stuff because mm-hmm. we are way more than that man and if yeah. that's the only thing they allow that's the only thing that's going up big on the screen that's the yeah. only thing that's popular and I'm like dude we wait, we're way more than that, that unnecessary drama I said people see that and they think it's who we are and it, it tears me up because I'm like, yo, people, you know, they see this stuff on TV and they think this, this, this is us. I'm like, no, that's not us. Of our culture. Culture, yeah. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. not. I'm like, that's a small percentage of people that do that stuff. <laughs> but it's, at the same time, there's a lot of people that kind of buy into it too to start to yeah. live their life. And yeah. then, oh, then another one, the negative thing that I've seen is like those reality shows. It has taken a huge impact on our women. Yeah. And it's, it's ridiculous. I'm like, between that and social media? Yeah. And it's like, they, it's, it's a few women out there that see it, that, that recognizes it, and try to stay away from it, or they speak against it or whatever. But for the most part, most women have bought, bought into it. Like, hook, line, and sinker. You know, they all want to watch the, the Housewives shows, or the baller, chasing the baller dreams shows, basically. Yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And, and dude, it like, <laughs> so this is definitely a controversial conversation, but it's one that yeah. should be had, though. Because I, I, yeah. I, you know what? Getting older, 
um, there's a couple of things that I, I, I've had to face about my youth. And one of them is, you know, I was rebellious, man. I was rebellious. And so I listened to a lot of rap. Not to say that I listened to rap because I was rebellious or vice versa. I'm just saying, you know, I was rebellious. And at the same time, I also listened to a lot of rap. And I, and, and, and I was a part of that generation where gangster rap was introduced. And I was a part of the generation that made gangster rap popular. Mm. You know what I mean? It would well, not be. I'm not going to say we made it popular because the, always the biggest uh, purchaser of our uh, music, mm. whether people realize it or not, it's still white people are the majority of people. They made it. That's what make the album sales. I mean, that's, this is real because the numbers of the albums that would be so that's like saying like every black person bought their per you know, you know your album <laughs> and we know that's not true <laughs> you know so a lot of your album sales actually come from outside your demographic well 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 yeah. well beyond record sales mm -hmm. we played it oh yeah we yeah. Oh, yeah. and it's not like we didn't have options because mm -hmm. gangster rap wasn't like an overnight thing there, there, mm -hmm. we, we had Commons, we had the De La Souls, we had, um, yeah, we had options. Several Brothers. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Those, it, those are the things that I listen to that, you know, even to include, uh, the gangster rap. Gangster rap, I mean, I, I mean, I, I bought into it. I, hell, my first, my first concert I ever went to was NWA. As a young man, when the first time, you know, without mom and dad going, you know, going to see like Earth, Wind and Fire or something like that, <laughs> you know, the first like, concert they allow you to go see yourself by yourself with your friends or whatever. My first concert was NWA. They didn't know what NWA was at the time. And I was like, I can't believe I got because at the, at the time I was with one of my buddies who uh, was actually a, a doctor, has a doctor, he's a professor. <laughs> and then, then you have me, but you would never pick us to be the ones to go to the NWA concert. So we get in there. We write, and this is back when they had general admission. So we like right up on the stage, man. It was, it was. A, we had a good old time, but, but for the most part, that wasn't what I used to listen to. I mean, kind of like you know, I, I would start listening to it uh, as it was, you know, uh, it was like certain songs that like. Uh, but no, they they even had some songs on there that was still at the time because you got to realize Ice Cube was the writer. For a lot of their records, they had like F the Police on there, and then Express Yourself was on there too. So they had some some of those black consciousness of raps within that record. It wasn't all just gangster rap. That's what that's what kind of made the pills of me. It's like, oh, they're gangsters, but they kind of like telling the story of what they're going through that's similar to what's in my neighborhood. Because I saw some of the same things that they were talking about. I was like, oh wow, we got crackheads too. You know, <laughs> you know all you know all the stuff you know all the crazy stuff like you know get people going through the same problems. So I was like, oh man! So I related to it at that part, and then they also had the black consciousness raps within that rap too. So I say like, it wasn't just a bunch of gangster gangster rap. Now it evolved into something more no no uh, nefarious and more gangster as the you know they kept on going out because because how it was like who's basically the, who's the baddest guy on the block. When it came against the rap, you know, it kept on, you know, it kept on evolving into some more negative, more negative, more negative. And it was like the, and then plus the, with the society, the bad guys get the girls, so that fed into it too. So it was a culmination of a whole bunch of negative stuff that that, that popularized it. Yeah, but if we wasn't listening to it, it wouldn't be popular. Yeah, yeah, that too. You know what I mean? And 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 in yeah. the same sense. You know, if 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 we if we are acknowledging that what we consume, the media that we consume, if we're mm -hmm. acknowledging that the media has an effect on us, it mm -hmm. didn't just start with the Housewives of Atlanta. It didn't just mm -hmm. start with the news. You know what I mean? It 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 it's it's been going on. It's, well, it's been going on that it has had an effect. And and I'm not saying that gangster rap started 
started anything either. But what I'm saying is, is that when gangster rap started, it was addictive. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was, you know, yeah. I, I, I also enjoyed the, 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 the songs that they were gangster, but at the same time, you can see the poetry there. I think, yeah. you know, uh, Tupac had a lot of a lot of that in there. Even Snoop, mm-hmm. Snoop, Snoop is still popular to this day. But yeah. you know, he he probably he probably was like the prince of gangster rap. If 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 uh, if N.W.A. were the kings of it, he 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 definitely took over from there and and just you mm-hmm. know brung it to a younger crowd. And and um, but the but the point is is that getting older, you know, what was what, his name? Chris Rock even talked about it. It kind of doesn't age well, you know what I mean? It's it, I love I loved Bone. I loved Mob Deep. I loved um, um, well, l- let's stop there, right? I play I can play some the some some Bone. I can play some Mob Deep. From the '90s, and I'm I have to I gotta like turn it off. <laughs> the beats are still the beats are still there, man. But they, they you know, it'll it'll go it'll go sideways, and it's like, man, that used to be my jam, but not now. I, it's, it's it's just weird listening to it at at my age now. It's just mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And I think I think the fact that at, as a young man listening to that. Man, I can't say that it didn't affect me. I, I can't say that. That's just like somebody saying that, you know, watching all of the, the stuff on the news doesn't affect them. You know what I mean? Watching whether you watching Fox News or you watching CNN or MSNBC, those 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 networks, they they do the same thing. They push a narrative on you and they they push they push it in a way that it affects your emotions. That's, it's just good marketing. That's that's what that mm-hmm. is, man. It's yeah. just it's just good marketing. People go to school for years to learn how to do that effectively. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. you know what I mean. That's that's the point. Is that the music or whatever you're listening to, music, television, uh, whatever. It all is chosen, selected, put together with an intent to inspire you to do something. Period. Period. And 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 that's what you have to understand when you're listening to things and when you're watching things, that it's a narrative that is being that is being pushed on you. So, you know, we uh you know, there's something to be mindful, folks. There's something to be mindful, folks. But um, you know, we we getting we getting close to the end right now, man. Is it is it anything else that you wanted to that you wanted to add here? I don't know, man. It was great talking about the the Kanye series as an opener for the show, and moving forward, we're going to be continue to go over the different professional aspects of just business business in general. Um, as a, as an individual, the holistic approach, as we you know, as the uh, title of the of the show is for, um, we're gonna have to get some great interviews in. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, the big thing we're gonna be doing is we want to highlight some new businesses and and follow up with them later on down the line to make sure you know they're doing well and giving that support and exposure that they need. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, is there anything else you want to add before we sign out for the day? No, no, that's it, man. That's it, man. I, I, I enjoy doing this Kanye West uh, series, man. But I, I feel like it is time for us to kick in the gear with, because yes. uh, yeah, I'm excited about meeting entrepreneurs out here. Um, um, hey, take a moment if you, if you, if you enjoy our content. Uh, take a moment, leave us a message, shoot us an email. If you're if you're a, a young professional getting started, 
in the real estate industry, in whatever industry, you 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 a young hustler, whatever you are, and you're looking for an opportunity to promote your business, you want to get your name out there. Hey, let us let us be a venue for that. Um, let us let us uh, let us help you get to where you're going. You know, we'll we'll love to talk to you. So reach out to us, and let's go from there. All righty, well, thank you, Benny. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we appreciate you. Appreciate the support. Thank you, and that'll be up for the day. Take care.